welcome into DC On Screen, a special episode of DC On Screen, episode 480, which is apropos because on this episode we are celebrating Superman's 80th birthday. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This, my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello again. Um, we don't have a plan for this episode. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I just thought we'd talk about Superman freeform for a little bit, and this is very uh, last minute, and because I realized it was our 480th episode, I was going to talk about Superman a little bit in the last news episode, then went, God, no, let's let's just do an episode, um, have a little more fun with it, because yeah. if we go down that path, we're going to have like probably a 15, 20 minute chunk out of a news episode where we're just talking about Superman, Possible. which would be okay. It is not unprecedented. Why not just do this? Um, <laughs> so, uh, on the 18th, that was, uh, on, uh, Wednesday, yesterday, as we're recording this, April 18th, it was the 80th anniversary of, uh, Action Comics number one and Action Comics 1000, uh, came out and, uh, you have numerous copies. I have one copy. I just wanted the, the normal Jim Lee copy, mm-hmm. but, um, which, you know, if I'd thought about, maybe I would have. I should have ordered all of the variants because my first actual like real uh jumping in point on Superman comics was uh Death of Superman. It had all those variants, so it would, that would kind of be fitting. Oh, that would be. Um <laughs> but it is impossible to find. Like the guy who I picked no. these up from, I, I mean, this is this was a timely matter. Like I I <laughs> like he he set the variants aside for me so I could choose which ones I wanted. Like specifically set him aside and was like, no, these are the last ones. This is it. Like you've got the last two of the regular cover, and I set these aside for you if you want to buy them all. I said, yes, all of that, all of, put that in that bag. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, he's great. So you know, Superman is uh, one of those indelible characters. He's he's uh, he holds a great deal of importance uh, for anyone who enjoys comic books or the superhero genre. He was the first. Um, I mean, you can make an argument for Doctor Cold or whatever you want to, but yeah, let's face it, he Doctor Cold he he was <laughs> he was yeah. the one who started really selling things. Like this is where the I, whole thing yeah. began. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, um, you know, I still remember this iconic imagery. It was uh, it was after Superman had died, and I think it was in an issue of Spawn, and uh, Spawn is in hell. And like there are all these different comic book characters who had died, and you see like their hands and stuff sticking through like the uh, the uh, the bars mm-hmm. in these like cells in hell. And uh, he, I can't even remember the context, but he says even the first is here. And there's like very clearly Superman just like sitting sad in a cell in hell, and his his obviously his emblem is covered up because it was an image comic. Mm-hmm. But it was like one of the most powerful images that I could remember ever seeing as a kid. Just like, holy shit, Superman is dead and he's in hell. <laughs> what did he do wrong? Like, <laughs> what did the Boy Scout do? Yeah. He's just sitting there with his S curl. Yeah. And it was a weird, rough image. But um, you know, like like a lot of people, my first uh my first exposure to Superman was uh where it was in the movies. And uh I think probably my first exposure was uh Christopher Reeves Superman, really. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't. That's probably not true, actually. I remember going over to my friend's house. Um, I, I can't. It's. I was too young. I mean, I was three or four. I, I, I can't remember the chronology of it. But I remember going over to my friend's house, and it was one of those friends that, like, when you're young and you have a friend that you, uh, you only get to see every once in a while because it's hard to coordinate. 
And for some reason, I'd go over there, and he had the Max Fleischer cartoons. I don't know how or why, but he had them, and mm-hmm. we'd watch them, and I loved them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, it had to be like an early VHS or something. But um, I still have on my wall, and God bless him, my dad kept them, and I have no idea why. But mm-hmm. it's, it's Superman 4. <sighs> give me, give me, like, forgive me this. This is Quest for Peace we're talking about here. But yeah. it's like the ticket stubs for Quest for Peace, which are, hold on. Yeah. Uh, four fifty and $2 for child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I went in my Superman costume to the theater because I had it. And mm-hmm. for like, I, I swear for like a year, I would not take that thing off. I went to kindergarten. That's the whole thing. But I, like, that movie in particular, um, my dad took me to it and he, he sat me down and he said it's the longest time he had ever seen me sit still. <laughs> just like, I just <laughs> like watched it with my mouth agape the entire time. <laughs> and, uh, sure enough, like, I, I don't remember when it had, maybe later that year. I don't remember the chronology of it. I got kicked out of preschool. And the reason was, really was, and I have a vague memory of this was like, I refused not to like, I, I refused to go to school with anything other than my Superman costume on for some reason. So I, I wow. went, and I was apparently too distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the preschool that I went to was like two blocks from my house, so I would just get bored and walk home. And I love the idea of like a four-year-old uh, me walking the streets in a Superman costume back home unattended. But apparently, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm just putting. I'm. I'm just. Putting together the pieces of history that I've been told, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was an early love and I, I still love the guy. Like, it's still like, I'll see certain scenes and just start weeping. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was programmed in me or what, but like, even like man is still in the theater when he talks about like, they'll, they'll stumble and you can lead them all that stuff. I just, just started mm-hmm. like, like my stomach clenched up. I, I was tearing up so hard. Yeah. You know, I think I probably caught. A couple of bits, like my first, my first real superhero, uh, exposure was Batman. I think, um, maybe the Ninja Turtles, but I didn't really connect it to comic books until way later. I did love them, but it was probably more like seven-ish. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course I wanted to be Michelangelo, even though I didn't like pepperoni on my pizza. (laughs) Or anchovies. Or anchovies, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Superman, like I'd already seen 89 Batman probably by the point, but you know, I don't actually remember like I think Superman is so ingrained into uh into Americana and so ingrained in our culture into our culture uh, I don't actually remember what my first exposure was because I remember like we had a v an old VHS like I remember getting an old VHS of the Fleischer cartoons um and I don't remember where we got it from but I remember being very excited that we had it uh and asking for it somewhere and my grandmother bought it for me. Nice. And it was, uh, I still have that tape. It's, it's in the living room. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Not that but, you can uh, play it anywhere, but you've got it. I mean, I have a VCR. I could absolutely play it. <laughs> That's World right. Blade. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't because I wore the shit out of that tape. Um, and I have all 17 of the, of the Fleischer cartoons on DVD anyway. But, uh, and that tape only had like four or five episodes. And like, of course, one of them was like that super racist one with the Japanese dude. 
Uh, oh, yeah. There's there's a the history it, of that. What was it called? Japan tours or something? Like, I don't, I don't oh know. man. There's there's a history of that in general. It's, <laughs> there's there's a lot to lot to improve on with the history of all these. Yeah. I mean the Batman serials. Uh, oof. Yeah. But this is the same first time one, with really. the Flashers. Like I, uh, it was probably about four years ago, I guess now. Um, I I found like I think on YouTube there's just like a continuous play of like all the Flasher cartoons. And it's just uh-huh. all of them back to back in one video. And it, it got to the point where he's like punching the laser. And I remembered uh-huh. it so vividly from my childhood that I, I like I actually choked up watching it. Like, oh, God, this is oh, yeah. connected so like, much. It, it was, I felt silly, but it I really did. Just, I don't know, connected on such a visceral level. It just, it, it was what it was. Yeah, the mad scientist. Like, that, man, I love, I love that like old school, like 40s patter. Uh, yeah. Harry White has when he's like reading the the note from the mad scientist, you know, uh, that was like the first one on that tape too. So like Superman punching the laser is very much like ingrained into my DNA as far as like what superheroes are. And, oh like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 if you had the ability to like scoop out my brain and and find some bits that still existed, I think you'd find like that would be like the glitter of my brain, like that thing you can't <laughs> get rid of, and it's just kind of fucking everywhere for no reason. Uh huh. Just that image of him punching a laser and then twisting the cannon that shot at him. Oh, see, I even love like the little save the cat bit where like the laser actually starts hitting him with like individual disbursements of like powerful shots, and like the the music changes to go along with that. It's like boom, 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 <laughs> and it's like he's like flailing and and whatnot, and then he, like he comes back to to take it down. Uh, I love that little crow that's running around, like, squawking and everything, running away from Superman as the building's coming down around the mad scientist. Like, all of that is great. Nice. Um, I just, I, that that's, like, my favorite one of all of those uh, cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, it, I had kind of a difficult fandom of Superman growing up because my mom hates Superman. You told me that. <laughs> like, I still don't understand it completely. And I- um, She just thinks he's lame. Like, she took me to go see Batman. Like theaters, she's the which, the you know the big blue boy scout crowd. Like she, yeah, she just she thinks Batman's awesome because he's and, a badass, uh, and we all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. And Superman's like some kind of lame pansy or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> stop. He's not a pansy, mom. <laughs> like she still won't. She still won't watch Batman v Superman. Like I don't. Th- she she claimed. I think we have seen Man of Steel. Like I think I showed her Man of Steel. But yeah. oh yeah, I did. I did. I think I showed it to her in the theaters, and then she forgot, and then I showed it to her again, uh, somewhat recently. And uh, but she just doesn't care. She doesn't care how badass Superman is in a movie. She doesn't care how dark he is. Like you know, a lot of people like who looked at Man of Steel and said, "Oh, he's not the bright, happy Superman I know. He's too dark and gloomy." She didn't like that either. Wasn't a problem. She's like. <laughs> He's still Superman. I, I'm like, I don't well, know this is to, just the strangest take. Yeah, I don't know how to argue with that kind of programming. <laughs> I really don't. I'm like, I don't understand why you don't. I mean, like, why do you like the character has evolved over the years? He's still like, like, yeah, he was campy back in the day. Yeah, he was campy during Christopher Reeve, but so was Batman. Batman was campy in the '60s and the '70s. No, no, it's different. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> you, you, you're judging a character like a, a modern take on a character based. Uh, this would be like if you look at looked at uh, Batman the animated series and said, "No, I didn't like Adam West." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, any, and I say all that to say, like, you know. Any, like, any fandom of Superman that I had in my life, like, 
when I was growing up kind of came like a cost of being told like, well, you know, he's not as cool as Batman. Yes, I get it. I get it. Stop hating <laughs> Superman. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Uh, I, I don't well, really understand well, it, but eh, I don't it's either. out there. Um, what, what would you say is your favorite version of Superman? Everyone has their favorite version. Oh God. Um, let's just go with, uh, TV and movies right now. God, out of TV and movies? Um, yeah. Hmm. There are scenes from Man of Steel that really piqued me, but it's overall probably not. It might be, and I, there's a part of my brain saying I'm forgetting something right now, but it, it might be Smallville. Smallville? Really? Yeah. Out of, out of what I've actually seen on screen, it really might be Smallville. Because huh. I feel like he was getting to a place that was kind of going to... Like, it's one of the most unsatisfying parts of what is otherwise a pretty satisfying series is... He was getting to a place where I was I was gonna think like oh man this is this is my boy this is this is the guy mm-hmm. we got to see everything like the the Mon Pa Kent situation like we got to see all of the rudimentary parts that created this character that inspired the crap out of us for eighty years now mm-hmm. I mean I thought they got that right so it's a little. At this point, it's a little frustrating that I would spend about $200 to get just the comics that continued the story. <laughs> I mean, you can borrow mine, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I understand. Um, just so you know, the graphic novels do do continue the the, the one-shots. They, like, the one-shots are in, in the graphic novels. Sure. The volumes. Yeah. So, like, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, they... Uh, as far as Smallville is concerned, like I did, like I feel like the like the heart of who Superman was was in the the character of Clark I feel Kent like the entire built time. Built up kind of his soul in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite versions of Ma and Pa Kent. Oh, for sure. Like, like Schneider I really and oh yeah yeah. I uh, forget her name right now, but she Annette destroyed O'Toole. it. Yes, thank you. Yeah, she destroyed it. It was fantastic. From Lana to Mama. <laughs> <laughs> up and down, like the series addressed uh, so many things and uh, like built him up as somebody that's like a more like I've always loved the idea that there's like Clark out on the farm as a an 11 year old that's just being like, come on, we got chores, we got farm chores. And he just wants to do it with super speed because he's figured out he has that. And, uh, you know, there's always like Pa Kent saying like, no, 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 no. You need to learn work ethic. You're going to do this at mm-hmm. human speed. You you pluck every ear of corn. At the speed I do. A little faster because you're young, I get that. But no, you're not just going to like pluck this field in an hour. Yeah, I mean, you know. Love that idea. That's an interesting idea. You know, in practice, I think it's dumb. I'm like, you know, Pa, you're talking about your farm is failing? Clark could get all this shit done way quicker. And actually, I, I, <laughs> you can like, invest in, practice, in other, like, your time has, in other... Yeah, it has to be like a working <laughs> farm for that to... I make, yeah, it, that makes sense, but... I like the idea that like there's a work ethic that he got out of that and like a, mm-hmm. a morality they got out of that like it that he was it's it's that part has never escaped me like he whoever the hell he is he was raised human he was raised with mm-hmm. our set of moralities it, and like it's just it's something that's never escaped me yeah uh so on that front yeah I totally agree with the small thing my my favorite iteration of Superman on screen is probably the animated series. Not a bad one. Like when I read Superman comics, I hear Tim Daly's voice. Oh, for sure. Um, in a way that like I never heard. Like even after like when I'm watching Justice League and George Newbern is in there, like I'm still just hearing Tim Daly's voice in my head. 
<laughs> Tim Daly never went away. Yeah. Um, I feel like that personification of the character, I feel like the way Dean, uh, Deany and, and, uh, and that crew wrote Superman, um, was pretty phenomenal. And I, I, I really, I even liked the way they wrote, uh, Lois and Jimmy. Like they kind of did like a kind of a retro thing where the, they kind of kept uh, the characters, uh, pretty much how they were back in the old series, like in the old, uh, George Reeves series, but in the old comics as well, obviously, but freshen, freshen them up a little bit. I could have done without Jimmy's mullet, but, and you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have <laughs> minded sure. if Lois wore pants every once in a while. Superman's mullet at one point. It's, we all deal with things. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, the Superman animated series is my favorite version of the character on screen. Uh, of course, every time I th- every time I think of the comics, the first thing I think of is like the death of Superman stuff and like Dan Jurgens. Just first and foremost, Dan Jurgens right there. Like, hello. And it usually is a mullet Superman too. <laughs> Just right there on cue. Yeah. I mean, I know I mean, overall that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Superman. I think of sort of an amalgamation of a lot of different versions of, of the character, but uh yeah, there's something to be said for your first. Yeah, absolutely. In the different mediums, um, what would you say is like the worst version of the character you've ever you've ever seen? That one is um, that one's slightly impossible. It, like the only <laughs> <sighs> yeah, tying into what we just talked about, like the only version of the worst might be the. If you whole, don't want to like, say worst, you can just say least favorite. You know, <laughs> I mean it's yeah, but like the whole death and return of Superman kind of situation mm-hmm. is maybe the least fun I've ever had with the character personally. And, and <clears throat> like I lost track for years. Um, and then like one day I was, uh, over at somebody's house. It was one of those like 11 year old sleepovers or whatever it was. I'm just guessing at the age. I don't freaking know. And, uh, I've, I've always been like the guy who falls asleep last. Mm-hmm. So I'm always just kind of staring at the ceiling thinking, I guess I can't wake everybody up. And in this case, I looked over and saw like the death of Superman and thought, what the hell? And, yeah. And picked it up. And it's, it's just not my favorite thing that's ever happened for a lot of reasons. Like mm-hmm. doomsday is a little weird. It's neat as an idea, but it, it's, it's a little weird. Like I didn't like the aesthetic at the time of how they were drawing Superman. And then yeah, when he comes back as like four Superman that I guess culminate into ours, I, it, it was just a little odd for me. No, no, no. They didn't culminate into ours. They, uh, like a, a number of like. Oh no, I know. I mean, like that... the 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 characters continued, but it was just like we got back to telling stories about Superman. It was yeah. It was just a little weird. Just a little weird. You know, I maybe it's because that was the first my first real like exposure to Superman as far as the comics go. Like, and and by that I mean like I I had plenty of exposure to Superman before like. And again, I don't know how I knew all this, but I had a Lex Luthor action figure. <laughs> I played with that thing. I had a Superman and a Lex Luthor, and I played with them until like they fell apart. Like, actually, I've still got the Superman. His his cape's a little stained with ink, <laughs> but that Lex Luthor fell apart. Like, I had to buy a new one. Like, I had to rebuy that version of Lex Luthor because I just wanted that version because it was my first Lex Luthor. But um, I had all that stuff before, like before I ever read any of the comics, and. Looking at, like, the death of Superman, I look at it now and realize it was a little weird, a little janky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back then it was just like, holy shit, they're like, you know, they're frying the ro- the, the sacred cow, you know? 
and it just felt felt like an incredibly um poignant time as a kid it felt like a poignant time in comics history it felt like they were really trying to prove that they were willing to do something they killed superman they broke batman's back they put a new batman in and also by the way your favorite robin he's dick grayson you know he's he's nightwing now he's not robin he hasn't been for quite some time and like that realization came to me they didn't do that then but you know that was that had been a thing for a long time i didn't know that i was that a kid. was like your personal zeitgeist <clears throat> Right, that was like when I came to realize, like, oh, shit, the comics aren't static. They're, you know, this isn't like we're just going to have an adventure every week. There, yeah. There's an ongoing story. And uh, so well, that was just all part of, like, of the growing up in a certain way, though, is like you realize, holy God, the things I love change. <laughs> right. And now you want to you want to follow that. Yeah. Um, but for me, like the worst Superman, the worst Superman I've ever seen was probably the 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 electric superman i i have a couple of action figures i have a blue electric superman a red electric superman (laughs) i do i honestly do i have those i i love the grant morrison run where he was just kind of dealing with those those supermen i still kind of wish that made a purple one (laughs) i was let's just i was very happy when Superman came back for real. Cause I was like, I'm, you know, I always hated though, like the episodes of things like, you know, like I, I was a big fan of Beetlejuice, the animated series. And I was always like annoyed when Beetlejuice didn't look like Beetlejuice when he was in a cowboy suit mm-hmm. or when he like looked like something else or was, you know, pretending to be like, took the shape of something else. I was for like an entire episode. It always annoyed me. Cause it was like, that's not what Beetlejuice looks like. Don't do that. I had the same feeling with like <laughs> Superman being electric. I was like, these aren't his powers. <laughs> Just what well, he yeah. looks like Blue Gambit. Yeah, he actually did. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> so I think that was the probably it was a cool idea, but it was executed weirdly, and I wasn't a big fan of it. I do look at it now with a certain air of nostalgia, like, oh yeah, Electric Superman. I forgot about that for a second. Yeah, well, yeah, um, I didn't know what happened to that run for a while because, like, I. Man, I was I was absent from comics for a long time, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was literally like I was following it, and then just especially with Superman, I just kind of went, "Holy shit, he died!" Mm-hmm. And I realized like real news stations picked this up as though it was a story that wouldn't be rectified in a few months because comics. Mm-hmm. But like I picked up that issue, which I, in my memory was about the size and shape of a Reader's Digest. Mm-hmm. It, like it, it was um, small and flimsy, but I read the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, and like <laughs> it, it. This is the part that cracks me up. Is I was reading it in the same room with somebody that was asleep as a ten or eleven year old or whatever the hell it was, and at some point realized that uh, the light I was using was like waking them up and like turned that light off and went to the bathroom and turned that light on. I was like, okay, I gotta finish this. But mm-hmm. yeah, I tore through the thing. But I had really no conception of where this uh, had gone for a while. And then a few years later, I picked it up and went, oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. What happened here? Yeah. When, when did the Superman happen? And, and dear God, why? There was some for better yeah. or worse here. Like, like you know, we like stills, stills great. We, we can keep them. Everything else, I don't know. Just let that slide. Mm-hmm. What's funny was like back in the day, like that was my first real jump in, jumping in point with Superman. And I like, I think I wound up borrowing those from Matt Carroll of the MCU cast, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Nice. And like he, he had all the Superman stuff. I had all the Batman Nightfall stuff. 
So oh. we were just like, no, look at this. No, look at this. No, look at this. No, look at this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. But Bane. But Doomsday. Well, Bane broke his back. Did he kill him? No. And was Batman Superman? No. But see, he was a psychological breakdown. Huh? Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. We, we... <laughs> No, that's all. Did he get replaced with some jackass that didn't that didn't look like him? Yeah, four of them. Of oh, course. Damn. Oh shit. <laughs> Just one, but he's weird. <laughs> Talks to this it asshole called not gonna work out. <laughs> Superboy talked to Saint Dumas. Um. <laughs> so yeah, it's fantastic. It, it like it makes you pine for the like the world's finest crossover between BTS and Superman TAS mm-hmm. with like like the arms akimbo kind of like don't hold your arms like that it, it yeah good old nighttime yeah it's a good episode of Superman yeah I was so excited I was like I knew about the Superman animated series and had not gotten a chance to see it yet and I wondered because it, it looked like the animated series but there was like no hope that I I didn't have any hope that it was actually part of the BTAS series. But when they announced that crossover, they were like, yeah, we're doing more Batman episodes. I was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was a kid just standing in like a Food World supermarket looking at a Wizard magazine that, of course, I had to have. Because oh, it had like all the old character designs of the, or all the character designs they were going to be doing for the new Batman animated series. Uh, new Adventures of Batman. I think they were calling it Gotham Knights even at that point. And, uh, and they're like, we're also going to do an episode with Superman called World's Finest. I was like, yes! Yes! Like, ah, like, and then to like look and see that Superman had already done like, you know, episodes with the Flash and episode with Aquaman. I was just like, oh, they're doing it. They're doing it. (laughs) And you were, uh, yeah. No, I get it. Because like, you know, I would watch, you know, Batman animated series. Yeah. I see Batman animated series and I'm like, oh, they had an episode with Zatanna. That's cool. She was in the Justice League. They should do uh they should do other people like Superman or something. <laughs> and then they just didn't. Right. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh I don't know, man. Superman's important. And uh I I'm happy that uh I mean, if you look at the Dave Cave, which is not finished. It's just really my office, like I've said before. But my DC office. And uh there's not a lot of Superman. Not like a huge amount. I mean, I've mostly collected Batman my entire life. Batman's my guy. I'm counting, hold on. Yep, just on the walls, it's 11. You have 11 supermen on your walls? Yep. Yep. That's not crowning like counting... the, uh, the the crest of a of a book that shows on the, the side of that shelf or something. That's just <laughs> the displayed Superman crest. I'm counting 15 without turning or moving anything. Nice. Without me turning physically or me actually <laughs> moving, picking anything up. I have a decidedly more minimist, uh, minimalistic uh, kind of uh, design style than you. And by that, I mean, you can tell I have walls. <laughs> Whereas I think like when I walk into a room that you've designed, I think the walls are held up. They're held up by magic. Let's face it. It's magic. <laughs> I'm seeing at least 50 Batman with in, in, under the same criteria, just to, just to give you an idea. But... Way more of a Batman guy than a Superman guy. Still eleven. I do love Superman though. What's that? Yeah, no, I was counting again. Still, yeah, it's still, um, still that amount. But um, good lord, what, what yeah. is it with Batman? Uh, Let's see. Hold on. I see. Hey, I, I, you can see wall. You can see wall in my house. 
Well, I mean, I, I spend all that time painting the walls. I, I want to actually see the color of them. I can see the color of these walls. I don't like the color of these walls. In but between I the cracks? It. I mean, I think I've done a good job with negative space, honestly. like I haven't seen it. I've been thoughtful. You might have. I know you haven't seen it, jackass. You haven't invited <laughs> me over to see it? Just, just don't even do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, stating things you don't know. And, you know, when we lived together, you didn't want me to, like, cover the walls. So I didn't do it then either. I did. We did. We put stuff on the walls. We just, not like I would have. <laughs> See, to me, the walls were covered. <laughs> to me, they were bare. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to tell the difference between those aesthetics. I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. There's actually one wall in my office in particular where it's just a window. And it's, uh, on the one hand, it's got Batman and the other Batman. That's mm-hmm. just one wall. Yeah. And then apparently every other wall is just just dropped in with Superman. Yeah. Covered well, as fair, man. You know, I uh yeah, I'm I'm kind of a weirdo though. I I have like these like uh these like throws, you know, that uh have different characters on them like these like, most people would use them for a light blanket on a couch or something. Sure. I put them on the wall. Okay. Like I have a giant I have a giant Batman. I have another giant Batman. I've I've got <laughs> I, I dude, I That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. But I like giant pictures of things. I support you. <laughs> yeah, I'm mostly actually working on our guest bedroom now, which is going to be the Marvel room. And uh <laughs> whole series of plans for that, sure. Yeah, like We've got Doctor Who and Firefly, and it'll be wind up being Star Trek as well in the uh, in the living room. The office is DC, and then the big guest bedroom is Marvel. Bedroom is personal, like you know, pictures of family and stuff. You know, there's there are there are, there are ideas being thrown about here. It's pretty neat. It's you fun. gotta have plans, sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you have a favorite Superman storyline or anything? Oh, that is a rough I, question. It is. I think I think whatever happened in the Man of Tomorrow is probably mine. That like that last like pre crisis Alan Moore book, you know? Yeah, yeah, that one's yeah. Um, it, it like it's hard to choose between that and uh, Birthright is just right up there. I want to say Justice League: The Nail, but that well, I don't feel like that was like that was like important because it wasn't really necessarily a Superman story. It was a this is how important Superman is. We didn't get him, and the world <laughs> turned to shit. Oh, see, I really same love thing, that concept. Uh, same thing with um, Darwin Cook's. Yeah, what is that called? Help me out. Um, New Frontier. Yes, thank you. Yeah, same thing. Like they kind of waste him in a way that you realize, oh, it's real. Mm-hmm. Like he like rallies the troops and then just goes away, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> I have a Darwin Cook statue on my desk. Darwin Cook Superman. Bless you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, New Frontier is great. Good lord. Um, hold on. I'll take a journey. <laughs> Birthright is good. Super great. Birthright's I, great. I really like Mark. I love Birthright. Yeah. I think I might go with All-Star overall. I think that might be the one. All, All-Star is great, man. I love All-Star. I was kind of hoping they'd come back and do another one somehow. Hey, Bring him back yeah. or... Do like a separate story from before, you know, if you know how All-Star Superman ends. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, don't worry about it. Just read it. <laughs> it's 
We live in a world where like everything we talk about is available for about $15 on Amazon. Just do it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Or less 15, on Comixology. 20. Yeah. Um, you read anything for five bucks. Any DC story Comics presents DC Comics Presents Volume 1, 85. That was a good one. Uh, Superman and Swamp Thing, written by Alan Moore. Mm. I like Alan Moore Superman. <laughs> he was great before he was belligerent. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Like, before he decided that everything he did, we should not be allowed to read. Mm. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Read it anyway. He's a delicate genius. That's the way these things work sometimes, man. I mean, he gave us some great shit. Yeah, man. God, like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna shit on him as an active person, but damn, he gave us some great shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, uh, we shouldn't. Uh, we'd be remiss not to mention Red Sun. Uh. Oh God, Red Sun. Mm-hmm. Keep That's one of my favorite Superman stories. Yep. I actually like. I cried at that line. You should. But the most giddy, the most giddy I think I've ever been reading us, <laughs> reading a comic book story, or maybe just a Superman story. Um, no, nope, maybe it was a comic book story. Was just seeing the Green Lantern Marine Corps. I laughed, and I was just so giddy and stupid over that. I was just like, "That's stupid and amazing." Yep. That's so great. Oh man, it was great stuff. Now, Red Sun is. Um, I kind of, like. I cried. On my honeymoon on a beach in Jamaica. <laughs> Reading fucking Red Sun. Yeah. Because, damn it, that was amazing. It's good stuff. Uh, Superman Speeding Bullets was good. I really love that. That was an Elseworlds tale. Uh, that's where basically Superman is found by the Waynes instead of the Kents and becomes Batman. Ooh, don't know that one. Yeah. All right. Do that. Gotta do that Find one. Find that and do it. Gotta do that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Do that. Yep. Uh, I kind of just want to sit down and just like have a marathon of like George Reeve Superman something. Just maybe watch the old Kirk Allen serials. <laughs> we'll get to it. Mm. Oh, there's the you know there's that great um of course the John Byrne Man of Steel series the Man of Steel series uh there's that great bit where like uh they're arresting Lex and he's like you can't arrest me I'm the most powerful man in a metropolis and they're like no no you're not not anymore <laughs> like served as like the 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 origin point for uh post crisis Superman nice yeah I it's a lot of good stuff out there guys it's been eighty years there's plenty what do you want and just two hundred to come. <laughs> you think 200 years of Superman left? Yeah, seriously. You, you can't defeat that character. Yeah, probably not. I mean, you know, he's waned in years. Uh, but he's He always comes back. Oh, I'll tell you a good one. A really good one. And it's not even really a Superman story, but except it is. It's called It's a Bird. And uh, it's uh, Stephen T. Siegel. And it's basically just uh, him talking about uh, whether or not he like, they want him to write Superman. And he's never related to the character, and it kind of de- delves into his own like family history, and it's semi-fictional, but as, as I understand it, but uh, he really jumps into like you know why he doesn't relate to Superman, why he shouldn't uh, write Superman, and then why he winds up writing Superman at the end. Um, a lot of stuff about uh, f- you know family uh, illness and stuff, and like the frailty of being human. It's very very good. Uh, and uh, attacks the character in a way, and I don't mean attack, attack, but it jumps into the character in a way that is somewhat unconventional. Sure. Oh, for all seasons. I forgot about all seasons. 
Oh, yeah. Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good, too. I'm not sure I meant to actually give everyone uh, a reading list, but there you go. Read all that and Kingdom Come and, you know. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) All of the things. (laughs) Minimally, the thing he just said. Yes, do that. Um, Again, you know, Alan Moore for The Man Who Has Everything. Forgot about that one. Mm Mm-hmm. That one's great. Um, Read everything he did before he objected to everything that might happen. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. And uh, I don't know. Maybe this was an enjoyable uh, jump into Superman. Uh, But anyway, we'll be back next week, guys. And uh, go check us out on DCOnScreen.com. And come visit us on Twitter and all the places. Facebook and Instagram. We're there. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time. TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.